Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. And now, across the Decagon, fighting out of the red corner, his opponent, also a perfect professional record with four victories, no defeats, all four wins coming by way of knockout. He stands five feet eight tall, weighs 146 pounds, fighting out of Calgary, Alberta, presenting Mean Hakeem All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. On the show today, we have one of the most feared 145-pound strikers on the planet, Mean Hakeem Dewadu. How's it going, Hakeem? What up, man? How you doing? Just uh, at the gym right now, chilling out, just coming from physio, so just relaxing for a couple hours, you know? So we've already tried to do this interview once already, and I screwed it up. <laughs> so Yeah, I was glitching. I couldn't really hear some of the questions, so I'm glad we're redoing this. Now I can hear you guys nice and clear. Uh, that's good. We're we're glad. We're glad you had the time to come back and do this again today. We know you're a busy guy. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you got maybe an interesting fight coming up. You're the number one contender for World Series of Fighting in the 145-pound division. So you might have a fight coming up with uh, Lance Palmer. Exactly, yeah. They want me to fight Lance Palmer. Obviously, he's the he's the champ right now. Um, they, they offered me to fight him, I think, like three fights ago. And, like, you know, I was so, so eager. You know, I wanted to do it. But my coach, Brian Bird's like, you know what, Akeem, you're very new to MMA. You have a perfect record. Let's just, you know, build you up a little bit. And uh, later down the road, I guarantee you'll fight him. So now that, you know, I got a bit more experience, you know, I got seven MMA fights. I'm 6-0, and oh, six knockouts. I'm ready to take him out. I like the fight. It's good. It'll be a good fight. And when would that fight take place? February 25th at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. And we'll be able to watch that live on NBC, on, I'm guessing. Live, yeah, you'll be able to watch it live on NBC. So it'll be a good scrap. Um, I predict another either TKO or KO. Awesome. Yeah. So February twenty yeah. fifth, Vegas. I fight the week before. I could go to Vegas. Hmm. Yeah, come to Vegas, man. Last time it was crazy, so <laughs> um, definitely come out. You know, I got a couple people from Calgary coming out. Um a good follow, you know, a couple of people always, you know, enjoy watching my fights, you know what I mean? So everybody uh, is down to come to the States and watch a good scrap as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, the World Series of Fighting is putting out a couple big events. They got a big event coming up uh, New Year's. On New Year's, yeah. I wanted to be on that card, but uh, um, I know they couldn't find find me anybody, you know what I mean? So I wanted to be on that card. I don't like – I'm from a Muay Thai background, right? So I'm used to fighting, you know, every every two months, you know what I mean, something like that. So I like to be uh, as active as possible. Hey, Hakeem, does World Series do similar stuff like the UFC does? If you want to come to a show, do they put you up front and showcase you or do anything like that? Yeah, they, they do the same thing, but I think right now they're only doing that with the champs. You know what I mean? Uh, most of the time when I see the people up front, they're usually just bringing their, their champions in right now, which will soon to be me, so yeah. Yeah, then you're <laughs> they should bring the, the number one contender in or the challenger in, you know, hype they should, that up. You know what I mean? Exactly. They should bring me in. I could get in a little Lancey's face and, you know what I mean, let them know I'm ready to knock them out. Yeah. You should just go down there and mean mug them anyway. That was the plan, mean mug them. You know what I mean? See what he has to say. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that they they wouldn't try to hype that fight on the New York card somehow. Um, I think Lance Palmer probably needed some time. Um, he got he got rocked in his last fight by okay. punch, and uh, he was able to recover. But you know what I mean? That's still a concussion. You know what I mean? That's still time to recover. And so I think uh, I think he probably just needed some time off to get himself back together. You know? Yeah, I, I don't think he's terribly young anymore either, is he? No, I believe he's like thirty. I think he's like thirty something like that. Um, yeah, he's not he's not too young, you know what I mean. He's not too fast. He's hey, not too strong. Careful, he's just there. An average I'm thirty-five. Joke. I'm young. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, you know, I'm not even saying age is a factor. I'm just saying, um, just watching his last performances, he's not the top athlete I really thought he was. 
he's got a lot of years like in combat sports with uh, wrestling and whatnot like that. So I yeah, in combat years he's a little bit older. Yeah, he's got he's got some wear and tear on him, you know. Um, luckily, you know, I got a lot of experience as well in combat sports, but uh, the way I fight and the way I uh, went out about my career, I haven't actually had any injuries. You know, I've never broken anything, nothing like that. So, you know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I still feel like I'm 18 again, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Akeem, uh, I do things quite a bit differently now, too, than when I was fighting, you know, 10 years ago. And you mentioned physio at the beginning of this call. Is that something that you do regularly? Yeah, that is something I do regularly. I go to Momentum Health. I see a guy named uh, Jason Douglas. You know, shout out to Jason Douglas. He does wonders. You know what I mean? I, you got to take care of your body. You know, it's, it's like a car. You know, you got to put oil in it. You got to make sure it's running smooth. So I do uh, physio at least once a week or w- when it's required. You run high octane fuel in your sports performance car, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I got I got the best stuff going in here. You know, making sure I can you know perform uh, at a hundred percent at all times. You don't look like a guy that gets out of shape at any time either. Um, you know, with me, I find I'm either in extreme shape or just fit or in shape. You know, I mean, I never, yeah, I never get fat. I never, you know, put on weight. You know what I mean? I'm always in shape. Like to me, this would be me technically out of shape, but I could still pump out nine five minute rounds, no problem. So what's a what's a normal diet for you then? Are you the kind of guy that can eat whatever he wants, or are you just eating for performance? Um, right now, like I'm the type of guy I I could eat whatever I want. I got a pretty high metabolism. Like uh, I come from a family of athletes. You know what I mean? Uh, you know my dad was a, a sprinter. He used to sprint with Donovan Bailey. Um, my grandpa was Mister Jamaica. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. So I, I come from a family of athletes, but no, uh, I try to eat healthy. You know what I mean? Just because I can eat whatever I want doesn't mean it's good for me. You know yeah. I mean? So I try to, I try to eat real healthy. You know, organic if I can. But it, it's not really like a crazy diet. It's just like you know, vegetables and meat. You know, just all that good stuff. And closer to the fight is when I start dieting a bit more. So could you explain to the fans how this whole road started for you in combat sports? How it started for me, um, yeah, um, when I was a kid, I used to get into trouble, a lot of trouble, and um, I just got out of, uh, ju- uh, out of juvie, and I was on house arrest, and the only places I was allowed to go to was work, and gym, and anger management. I never ended up going to anger management, and I had a good probation officer, so at the time, she didn't want to breach me and send me back to jail, so she said, why don't you try some type of martial art? to help relieve you with your anger. And the first gym that popped up was Mike Miles. And, uh, you know, I took a step in the door, and ever since then, uh, it's just gone from then, you know what I mean? I guess I was a natural at it. And just, uh, I think I had my first fight three months. Three months after just signing up, I had my first fight, and I just kept going. Wow. So you're born and raised in Calgary? Born and raised in Calgary, yeah. Canadian kid, it's always good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool. I, um... It's neat to see when guys come in and then, uh, like, a lot of the martial arts gyms don't have that story, but working with a boxing gym here in town, you see a lot of, uh, you know, young kids that have problems and then and then boxing, and this club in particular, Red Deer, it helps turn a lot of kids around, so it's cool when you can see somebody like yourself, and then now, even further than just, oh, it helped me control my anger, now I'm doing it professionally, and you know inspires yeah, ex- more kids exactly like at first it was just a thing to relieve anger you know keep me out of trouble and then you know i kept winning i kept winning you know I, and then i think eventually once i got an amateur world title i was like wow like you know i can maybe you know do something with this like i actually got skill and then you know i turned pro and you know haven't haven't lost since you know what i mean ever since 2012 i haven't lost so here's a weird question maybe you're still a young guy do you talk to any kids that are younger than you that maybe have some problems oh definitely i talked to uh a lot of kids you know what i mean like uh here at the gym um we uh a couple of the instructors teach at a place called fresh start you know it's a it's a drug uh recovery place and we teach them kickboxing and you know what i mean a couple times i've taught there and i can really relate to those guys because i i grew up with that street life too and i know a lot of guys that grew up rough so you know it's not like i'm just some you know regular guy trying to get them to do kickboxing like when i when i go and uh talk to these kids and you know some of these other guys that have problems they can 
they can relate to me because I, I did the same thing and look at me now you know I'm not getting in trouble I'm clean you know what I mean um, so yeah if I can make an impact and talk to kids or talk to even you know older people that have problems man I love doing that you know trying to give back to, to the community oh that's awesome to hear that's kind of the same story that I have I got into martial arts the same way I got out of prison after two years yeah. and just kind of saved me so good for you man exactly yeah, yeah you awesome. know what I mean martial arts uh it's a way of life man when you're a real martial artist you learn how to control your anger and you just you look at things differently you know what i mean i'm not no longer angry at all um i have no problem you know even walking away from a street fight because i know i could knock anybody out you know what i mean so uh, i just try to stay nice and humble and you know try to send the same message to everybody else did you ever find your versace sunglasses <laughs> I did find my Versace sunglasses. I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did find my Versace sunglasses the day after I made that post. I was like, you know, whoever has my Versace sunglasses, I'm gonna punch them out. And the next day they turned up. <laughs> Just like, random. I found them, them today. or somebody turned them in. <laughs> they they turned them in. Yeah. So <laughs> I got I got I got my Versace sunglasses. I'm looking good. You know, I'm feeling good. Driving Don't with take the sun in my eyes, stuff. so it's all good. Don't take my sunglasses. They didn't man. know they were yours. He must have not knew they were mine, but it's all good now. <laughs> so this morning I was going over the power rankings again in uh, World Series of Fighting. Yeah. You're number one other than the champion, Lance Palmer. You're going to be fighting him. And then the yeah. next guy under you is Andre Harrison. Sorry, so what was his name? Andre Harrison. Oh, you know, I, I heard – I don't really know him too much. I thought the number one cont uh, contender was Shane Morales. No, you're number one. Oh, sorry, I mean the number two contender. I thought the number two contender was uh, Shane Morales. Maybe it was. Is this the contender rankings? You said power rankings. What Same difference. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I think, man, who hit harder, and I was like, Hakeem doesn't hit harder than the champ? He hits harder than the champ. I think World Series of Fighting just scales it in a different class. But, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. you. Then I had Andre Harrison and then uh, Alexander Almeida. Yeah, yeah. And then another gentleman by the name of Bryce Mitchell, who looks like a schoolboy. Okay, you know, I don't, I'm not too familiar with all these guys, you know what I mean? But if I ended up, you know, if they end up putting me, any of these guys in front of me, I have no problem putting them away. So and I'm not really too concerned about them, you know what I mean? I don't spend yeah. all my time, you know, look look who's coming up you know what i mean i most of the time i i'm from i'm from muay thai right so a lot of times you know back in the day like those tournaments at the ifmas and stuff you don't even know who you're fighting so you got to learn to adjust in in the ring same thing with mma like i don't i don't really research my opponent too much you know i hear things oh he's a wrestler okay then i'll up my wrestling game or oh he does jujitsu oh, i'll up my jujitsu game but i'm not really worried about what they're doing i'm more concerned about what i'm gonna do to them that covers my next question. I was going to ask you if you were a game planner. So if you come um, in with a game plan. Every, you know, like they say, everybody has a game plan until they feel a punch from me. You know what I mean? And when I hit people, their game plan goes right out the window. I mean, I don't care who you are. When I touch you, it's going to be the same effect. I had the luxury of sparring with Hakeem a while back, and, and it was the same idea when we were down there at Champions Creed, and I was like, oh, okay, Hakeem's smaller. I always thought you were bigger just from – social media and stuff like i didn't realize where you actually fought at until the summertime then when i came in i was like oh man he's he's like a smaller dude i was like okay and then he cheat me a couple times i was like this freaking guy <laughs> now you you yeah. so good and you do hit hard and i know we were just you know having fun but you could you could feel the impact and that's one of the problems with sparring it took me a long time to uh be able to control my power you know what i mean back in the day i used to accidentally hurt my sparring partners and so it took a long time for me to be able to like spar and control my power and not hurt my sparring partners and a lot of times you're like oh akeem akeem hits too hard when he spars you know a lot of people at the gym say that or some people don't like sparring me because they think i hit too hard but it's not even that i, I just got good technique and, and naturally heavy heavy shots i don't try to hurt my sparring partners or, ever, or nothing like that just uh god gave me a gift yeah, when your timing's on point and you're you're throwing something out and somebody's running into it, even if you're not even doing it hard, your your balance and your position so strong that you're running, you know, two hundred pound guys coming forward and stopping into a, a wall. 
Yeah, that's for- the other thing. You know what I mean? I got good timing. I got good positioning. And I'm a good counterpuncher. People don't realize it, but I do a lot of counterpunching. So a lot of times people are walking into the shots. Yeah, a couple of the fights I was watching today, it, there was a lot of the, the left body shot that you have, that's a real good punch for you and the uppercut. Yeah, yeah you know, uppercut body shots, you know. Um, I You know, I was always taught hit, hit the body all over, you know what I mean? I see a lot of guys, they go head hunting, but me, you know, I, I touch the head, I touch the body, I touch the legs, I touch everywhere, you know what I mean? So I have no problem, you know, putting someone away in the body, putting someone away with knockout, or just wearing them out. Yeah, you have a fair amount of TKOs due to the body strikes, and then in Muay Thai and kickboxing, leg strikes too. Yeah, I've, I've put people away, like I said, I've put people away with almost every single technique. You know, I've, I've knocked people out with head kicks, I've knocked people out with flying knees, body shots i've cut people with elbows you know so i got i got a lot of arsenal i can use to put someone away i'm not just heavy-handed you know what i mean i got i'm not just a kicker i anything i can put it together and i can put you away with it yeah you're a nasty fight in mma your your takedown defense is good you can get up off your back you got you got submissions too i seen you throw up a triangle i i got some you know people don't realize i wrestle and i do do jujitsu it's not that I'm afraid of jiu-jitsu. It's not that I'm afraid of wrestling. You know, I know how to wrestle. I do jiu-jitsu all the time. I just prefer to knock people out. That's just more exciting. what I like. It's more exciting, and it's just my style. I don't want to sit there and sit on the ground and wrestle with someone. I'd rather put you away. And when I put you away, it's it's a big statement. As in, like, say, you know, I have a fight, and I choke somebody out. They can say, ah, oh, I got caught. or You know what I mean? But yeah. if you knock someone out cold, you know, they usually don't say nothing after that. Yeah. Because they don't want to feel it again. <laughs> it, yeah, they don't want to get knocked out again. Being being yourself at one of the higher levels of the sport right now, like it's World Series of Fighting, probably Bellator, and then the UFC. So you're right up there. What kind of advice would you give to uh, any amateur athletes or people that want to break into the sport? Uh, break into sport, I would say have a foundation. Have something to fall back on, you know what I mean? Um all these guys, they, they come into MMA and they try um, they try everything and try to be super fancy. Make sure you have something to fall back on. Me, obviously, my foundation would be Muay Thai kickboxing. Others, you know, wrestling is another great base to come from, you know, or even jiu-jitsu. But make sure you have something strong to fall back on. You know what I mean? It's, it's very important. I'd say because of my, my strong background is why I've been able to be so successful. That's good advice. So you, you currently train at a couple gyms in Calgary then? Yeah, I train out of uh, Mike Miles Muay Thai Kickboxing. Obviously, that's the, the first gym I ever really fought out of. So Mike Miles Muay Thai Kickboxing and uh, Champions Creed MMA with Brian Bird. And I do my boxing at Teo Fista Boxing with uh, Eric DeGuzman. And I also go to the Athletes Factory to work my strength and conditioning. So I'm kind of bouncing around the whole city. Yeah. And... Uh, Momentum health, that's where I do my uh, recovery stuff, you know, all, all my physio and stuff like that to keep me running Jason Douglas at Momentum Health. Is Momentum close to you? Because I know all your gyms are right around the same area, right? Um, all my gyms are close to me, like Champion Champions Creed's really close, Mike Miles is really close, and the Athlete Factory is really close. But uh, Momentum Health's kind of a bit of a drive, and Tail Fist of Boxing's quite a bit of a drive it's, oh, it's, it? out, it's, it's, it's out the city it's by bears ball you know what i mean so it's it's like a 45 minute drive but you know what i mean eric does wonders on the pad so i have no problem driving out there yeah yeah you put some videos up occasionally that i've had the luxury of seeing and, and it's nice to see yeah. you moving through eric's got some good stuff yeah eric's eric's a great trainer man I, i've been working for him for about two two three years now and my boxing game has improved drastically so, so do you bring do you bring each coach with you when you fight, or what do you do? Um, for, for this fight, like when I fight for the title, I'll bring Mike Miles, I'll probably bring Eric DeGuzman, and I'll bring Brian Bird. Okay. I mean, so I'll be, allowed, I'll be allowed to have three corners, so I'll just bring three of the best. Nice. Yeah, Brian Bird's a fantastic coach. He's got a wealth of knowledge. Brian Bird's, you know, one of the only reasons why I'm here right now. You know, he, he definitely gave me a good game plan towards MMA. You know, he saw my style. He saw, you know, what works best for me. So he definitely gave me a good game plan, and you know, we're we're still undefeated. So nothing but respect. Shout outs to Brian Bird. So 
I noticed this morning when I was watching a couple of your videos, the especially in the Chuka Willis fight, they noticed or they mentioned that you had gone through five different opponents for that fight. Yeah, man, that's nothing new, you know. Uh, I feel like what the problem is is like the true MMA fans and the true fighters. They know I'm a tough fighter. They know I can knock you out. But right now, I just don't have as big as a name as I'd like to. So I feel like I'm one of those guys who are like, you know, Hakeem's one of those guys that will knock you out, but he doesn't have the biggest name, so it's it, it's too much risk to really take the fight. Or, you know, people are just sissies and just don't want to get knocked out. But people pulling out, is that's nothing new to me. That's happened, you know, my whole career. I'm used to people pulling out, you know? Yeah. I know for that fight, they were trying to get a Canadian to fight you because it was a WSOF Edmonton card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they couldn't get, they couldn't find a Canadian guy to fight you. Nobody wanted to they fight. Could, they couldn't find a Canadian boy to fight me, but yet all these other Canadians at 145 want to say they're the best. You know what I mean? I, I'm here. If anybody at 145 in Canada wants to fight, please send us a message. I'll put you away. Anybody. That goes for anybody in Canada. I'm guessing that probably goes for anybody, period. That goes yeah. for anybody, you know what I mean? I'm obviously the best in Canada, but I'm just... You, you see all these guys saying, oh, I can't find nobody to fight. No one wants to fight you. My name's been out here for years, and never once has anyone even called me out. I've actually never heard anybody call you no. out. I've heard I, of everybody say they're not fighting them. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anybody call me out, so I'm right here. Anybody wants some, come get it. I'm, I'm driving to Calgary. That's it. No, I'm just <laughs> He's 200 pounds, though. I just, <laughs> He's, nah, I, we talked about that on the last call, man. We gotta, I got to get down there again and get some rounds in. It's fun. Exactly. I and I, I spar the big guys. Just the other day, they brought that uh, Elias Theodore down, that UFC fighter. Super long um, hair. Super long hair, fights at 185. They brought him down. I gave him some rounds of sparring, you know what I mean? So I spar the big guys, too. It's no problem. Did you piece them up? You know what I mean? I, you know, uh, me and who I am, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, he's cool, you know what I mean? I got nothing but respect for the guy, you know what I mean? He beat him up. I tried. He beat him up. <laughs> who's you know, who's some I, of your favorite guys to spar with down in Calgary, of your regular training partners? like? Um, Shout out to Steve Claggett, you know, the number one uh, uh, yeah. Canadian boxer, you know. He gives me some real work. You know, uh, Jesse Arnett, we were supposed to actually meet up today and spar, but he, he canceled on me. Said he had something to do or something like that, um, and uh, yeah, mostly those two, um, and just everybody at Champions Creed and Mike Miles, and I, I, you know, I'll go anywhere for sparring. It's I, I don't really have specific sparring partners. For me, a lot of the time, the best thing that works for me is if I can line up sparring partners. Because if I just have one sparring partner, he won't be able to last. You know what I mean? So usually, if I can get two or three guys, I can get my full rounds in, and they can rotate, and then everybody can get a good workout. Are you, are you ever going rounds with uh, Chris LaFantasy? I, I did actually have a few rounds with Chris LaFantasy. I was just doing jiu-jitsu with him the other day, actually. He's a big boy. Oh, man, yeah. he's huge. Yeah, he's a big man. <laughs> I know like if I you're, said, man, oh. like, like I said, I feel like I can, I can go with anybody, man. Yeah, if you're ever in Red Deer, you're more than welcome to come down with us, too, so... Yeah, definitely. Next next time I'm in Red Deer, because like I said, I, I got some homies out there. So next time I'm in Red yeah. Deer, I'll definitely give you guys a call. Yeah, 100%. Do you still got some time or do you got to go? No, I'm good. I'm good. I got a You're little good? bit more time. Okay. All right. Uh, hype this fight for us. You know, like I said, it's going to be me with a fresh fade and a finish. You know what I mean? Nice. I'm going to be looking real nice. I'm going to be looking sharp. Um, same thing. You'll see a nice mean mug. And the only thing I can't say is what shot's going to put him away. You know, I got a couple of shots that I think that will put him away, but I'm just not too sure. You know what I mean? The way I the way I always, like, it's, it's funny. All of my knockouts, I've already either dreamt or planned out. You know, I usually have, like, four different, you know, shots or scenarios I can see putting someone away, and it's one of those shots that usually put people away. So I'm working on a few things, and I guarantee one of them is going to catch him. Nice. Do you do a lot of visual visualization? I had a problem I do with that word. <laughs> tons of visualization. Like, yeah. Like I said, every single time I've knocked somebody out, I've seen that shot before. It's funny. Like every time I talk to my coach, I'm like, "Man, that seemed like deja vu." Because like that's exactly how I saw it going down. Yeah, that's a good visualization. Too when they hit it. 
I want to say visualization is very important. You know, you see all these MMA guys, they go on these rants. They're like, you see on their Facebook, oh, I'm the best, blah, 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 blah. No one wants to fight me. And then once they get off the computer, they really don't actually even believe that. They're just, they're just fronting for the media. But me, like, when I say I feel like I can knock anybody out, I truly, I truly believe that. And, and it's showing. It's it's not an act. It's not to get followers or nothing like that. I, I really do believe if anybody I touch, I'll put you away. So I'm confident and I visualize this stuff all the time, over and over again. And do you see the jump to 155 somewhere down the future? I definitely see the jump to 155. I fought in that 155 before. Actually, one of my worst knockouts ever, the worst, like the worst knockout I've ever had was at 155. I retired this kid. So. Do you remember his name? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I fought Jake McDonald. Jake from, McDonald. From uh, Dushito, I think the gym's called. Dushito out in BC. And I think it was only like my second MMA fight. He was 3-0 and with three knockouts. I was 2-0 and with two knockouts. And I, I think I put him away in the second round. And it was the worst knockout I think I've ever had. Ooh. Nice. Is that your favorite fight that you've ever had? Not my favorite fight. I've had fights where I've looked slicker. But as in, like... Like, you know, you remember the Dan Henderson versus Michael Bisbing? Yes. Knockout. It was yeah. something like that, but a little bit worse. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was bad, man. It was real bad. They don't even show. It. it was a bad knockout. I put this dude, like, I finished him. He's done fighting. So if I YouTubed it, I wouldn't be able to find it? You could try and look it up. I think my buddy Noah Ali got, like, a, like one of those crappy cell phone videos of it. Yeah. But uh, up close video, I haven't been able to find any. I'd, I'd like to, get, if you can get a hold of it, let me know. I'd love to find it. As soon as I'm done here yeah, with you, I'm going to look for it. Yeah. Look it up. It was bad, man. It was real bad. And if I find it, I'll post it on our website. Post it and just like have a warning sign and say, not for the faint hearted, man. It was a bad knockout. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hey, Akeem, something I did for this last fight because uh, I, I had a concussion before. I went out to Kelowna and I started training with this guy, Kevin Ramirez, doing some visualization training, but like actually with my eyes, not like focusing on the fight. Do you ever do anything like that? Um, I've never like worked with somebody um, specifically for that, but like, you know, um, I think just growing up, an only child you know i've always kind of been in my own head so like you zoning out and visualizing has never been difficult for me i'm always like i got really bad add so i'm always got like six different things in my head and and visualization has never been a hard thing for me so i don't got like an actual visualization coach not saying i'd, I'd definitely be up for it you know I'm, I'm willing to try anything that's going to make me a better athlete but for the most part most of my visualization it just it, it comes natural no, this is like vision training, like like actually training your eyes, not like oh, you know really? dreaming. Wow. Yeah, it's just for your eyes and your, and you your brain. And how your eyes. Uh, it's called Empower out in Kelowna. Damn, I couldn't imagine being any sharper with the counter striking, but I definitely give it a try. You know, the you know crazy I mean? thing is, is I mean, we didn't talk about. It. I can talk about it now because it's gone. But like, I got my nose broke before that last fight nine weeks yeah. before like badly and uh, yeah. i had a uh, i have a blind spot in my left eye, well my right eye right just Jeez. like about right there so i, I was real susceptible to left hands right? yeah yeah so um yeah it hit me i didn't even see it coming but then when i went out i started training the eye and now it's not there i can see it like i didn't get hit with one right hand i don't blind think spot's gone yeah yeah so it's just well, cool uh, right so next time you go definitely let me know and uh, I'll definitely give it a try. Like I said, I'm willing to try anything, man. Sweet. Yeah, he does. He does his classes over Skype too. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a Skype thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah like Kevin, I went out there. Like he he opened up his house. I went to his house and worked in the we call it the lab down in the basement. Yeah. He has an actual training facility, but he just opened up the house and we did it in his own basement lab that he has for himself. And I was there for two days, and then he came out here. And, and did some training out here, and then, yeah, we just do it through Skype. Well, uh, yeah, after this interview, definitely send him his contact information. I'd definitely like to try one out. For sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He's been on the podcast, too, so if you ever yeah, listen I, to the podcast. I'll check it. Yeah, I've just been getting into podcasts lately. You know what I mean, um, I never really checked too many podcasts, but there, there's so many good ones popping up now. I'm trying to dip, dip into them a bit You more. should listen to this one, Spice of Life. They got this badass Hakeem on. He's going to be on right away. 
Exactly. So make sure you tune into this, guys. You know, this yeah. is the, the future. This is the future of the 145, 155 division right here. So what do you got going on, Hakeem? How many uh, times a day do you train? I'm training about six days a week. You know what I mean? Six days a week, um, probably four to five hours every day. Today, um, except today, I'm, I'm kind of on rest because I have a little minor injury. Nothing serious, but just to recover today i'm probably gonna go a bit easier but you know tomorrow i train basically monday to saturday sunday i rest and that's what i do man so on a regular tuesday for you what's your schedule you know i'll probably i wake up i got strength conditioning at nine o'clock after that i'll grab something to eat and then i'll have jujitsu at around 12 o'clock you know grab something to eat again and then I'll usually hit the heavy bag, and then I'll finish with some pads and try to find something this far. You know what I mean? And you know, the day after, the next day, it's either boxing and wrestling or jujitsu. So like every day, I got at least three or four sessions. So you're one hundred percent fully invested. Fully invested, and and um, I've been training like like here's the thing: I've been training this hard since back in my amateur career. You know what I mean? So it's not like. This is something new. I just, I was always, you know, a jar and Mike Miles always taught me to train super hard. So this is nothing new for me. Yeah, a guy your age and with your dedication, like, you can only get better. Exactly. And I, I still feel like I can get better. Like, I don't feel like I've plateaued. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I'm only getting better. I don't feel like I've learned everything. I got a lot to learn. And I think that's why the reason why I keep improving, I don't feel like I know it all. I feel like. You know, I'm a seed, and I just want to keep growing and taking everything in. So you're 25 years old, top of the game. Do you have a wife, girlfriend, kids? I got uh, I got no kids. Um, I got a girlfriend. Um, and, you know, just like, I don't know if it's because I'm a fighter or, you know, what it is. But, you know, of course, like, a lot of girls like me, you know what I mean, at the moment. So, like, there's always, like... The you know those girls. Yeah, you know it's always <laughs> those girls that like the fighters. I want to chill with the fighters, but I got a girlfriend, and uh, she's cool. You know what I mean? I actually met her at my last uh, when I fought Marat the first time. I met her in Vegas, and she just so happened to be from Calgary, in Vegas the same time I was fighting. Oh, nice. Was she at yeah. the fight? She she well she she yeah she was at the fight. She came to the fight, and I kind of went from there. Ooh. She, she wanted yeah, to see the guy crazy. that whooped some ass. So weird yeah. how things like that happen. Yeah, super. It was super weird. Does she do any I training? Think. No, she doesn't do any training. No. Um, she's gonna start training with me. I'm gonna start training her some mean combos. You know what I mean? So she'll she, be getting, she'll be getting into it soon. She yeah. the same age? Uh, she's a little bit older than me. That's, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's she's older than me, but I think like when you're hitting as heavy as I am, you need an older chick to be able to handle it, anyways. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing she. Do you guys live together or no? Uh, no. You know, I, I run out of basement. She uh she lives she lives close though, and uh you know who knows maybe we might move in soon and me and Akeem will settle down. Uh oh. But, then it'd be not so mean, Akeem. Exactly. But for now, man, you know, my main focus is training. Get that straight. My main focus is training. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good, man. That's good. Who, uh, is, do you do all your own food prep and all that stuff? You look after yourself, weigh your food and all that kind Sorry, of stuff come, for you. Come again? Do you, do you look after all your own food and, you know, yeah, cook? Yeah, you know, everything right now I'm taking care of. You know what I mean? I, I had some really good sponsors, uh, couple months ago but they uh you know the, the oil's been down you know what i mean they, they had to pull out so lately um luckily I, I teach on the side you know what i mean like i don't just fight i teach uh kickboxing and i teach you know mma and stuff so i, I do make my money off teaching in private lessons so i i do uh support myself you know what i mean but i'm working on a few new sponsors right now trying to get it going again sweet yeah sponsors are tough to get in canada they, they are, you know what I mean? Sponsors are definitely tough to get in Canada. And, you know, I'm the you know number one Canadian right now, and I don't even got a sponsor right now. So um, I'm putting together a highlight video. It should be done pretty soon here, and I'm going to release it. And it's just going to be a highlight video of uh, all my MMA knockouts and some of uh, my Muay Thai knockouts and uh, just get my name out there and let people know uh, what kind of style of fighter I am, you know? 
Make sure you let us know when that comes out. We'll post it up on our website too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the guy's working on it right now. It's just there's so much footage, you know. As an amateur, I was 42 and five, so he's going through a lot of fights trying to get the right footage. So he he'll it should be done in like two weeks, I'd say. We gotta find that third fight knockout for your highlight reel, then. Yeah, exactly, man. If I could if I could fit that in there, that'd be cool. You know what I mean? Because like I said, that's probably the worst knockout I've ever done. And was that on World Series of Fighting? That was on World Series of Fighting, uh, World WSOF Canada. How do they not have, have a t- copy of that? I don't know, man. I can't find one. I couldn't find the Yusuf fight either. <laughs> yeah, the Barang Yusefi fight. Both those fights I couldn't find. The, the Barang Yusefi fight was real quick, though. I think that was like a minute, 26 seconds. Mind yeah. you, sometimes when really bad knockouts happen, they bury those videos. There's a there's a video of one of Mike's fights where he kicked that guy in the back and broke his back. Back in the day, yeah. it was one of his last fights, right, Mike Miles? He exactly, carried the guy's yeah. kick. And, and buried it in his in his back, and it broke his back. But wow. apparently he can't find it anywhere. Yeah, you can't find it. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think they don't, you know, it's such a, a brutal sport. I think they, they don't want it to look so brutal, you know what I mean? Yeah. They try to, they don't want to show videos like that sometimes. And at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not out here to retire people or hurt nobody. No. It's just, that's just how it goes sometimes. And when you're fighting, you're in the midst of swinging, but, you know, you get caught. What happens? Yeah. When the in MMA nowadays, there's a lot of trash talk and all that kind of stuff. And you, as a young guy, you're a very well-spoken, well-mannered young young guy. And it's it's kind of neat to see that compared to the Conor McGregor types that are out there. Yeah, you know, I think that has something to do with um the way I grew up. You know what I mean? Um, I grew up like you know the way me and my friends grew up. You know, talking talking smack or talking trash. That's enough to get you you know, beat up, you know what I mean? Like, back in the day, there was no trash talking. Is you trash, you talk smack, you, you know, you get beat up, you know what I mean? So I don't really, I don't talk trash if I don't mean it, you know what I mean? I, I feel like uh, my hands speak for themselves. Yeah, don't need it. Yeah, it, it's just kind of refreshing nowadays because even at the lower levels of the sport, there's a lot of quote-unquote yeah, shit talk. And, and that's the same thing I was saying earlier in the episode. You got all these guys, you know, saying all this trash but they don't they don't really believe it themselves yeah you know what i mean everything i say i i truly believe you know what i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say anything on the show that i, I wouldn't believe you know i mean so all these guys are just you know they they see conor mcgregor they want to act like conor mcgregor now i see all these guys trying to get the the man ponytail and tattoos yeah. and trying to look like <laughs> conor mcgregor and every all of a sudden everybody's self-paw you know what i mean it's just i think people are confused and uh you know they just you know they look up to somebody and they try to imitate that style you know it's like their favorite fighter yeah i mean so everyone's just kind of trying trying that but um my favorite fighter like i said would be me i mean i think i'm the best out here i don't try to copy anybody i'm just being me i'm just being me well and i think that's a a lot of people even fighters on an elite level they look at mcgregor's success and they start copying only some of it Right, I mean, the guy was putting people away and stopping people, and then he became famous, and then he started the stuff. Right, it's an evolution. It, he he backed it up first, just like you're doing. Right, you're exactly. you're putting people to sleep. Exactly, I'm putting people to sleep, and I don't even need to trash talk about it, man. It it's nothing new to me. I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm, all of a sudden I'm doing it, man. Putting people to sleep. I've been putting people to sleep since uh, my Thai boxing days. So you know, to me, it's just it's just business. That's to some people, trash talking is very intimidating. You don't need that. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't try. I don't care if I intimidate my opponents or not. You know what I mean? I'll, once they feel me, they'll be intimidated. Yeah, there's three videos on YouTube that you watch and you see how terrifying this kid is. Yeah. And like the one that that really stuck out to me was the Davinson Wansi fight. It was a kickboxing yeah, yeah. fight. That yeah, one. Yeah. That one was scary. The leg kicks were nuts. Yeah, you know I was. He, I'm surprised he didn't check the kicks, but he kept giving it to me, so I just kept giving them to him till uh, till I got that TKO. I, yeah. I, I put it in slow mo, and you can literally see his his leg bending. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm a heavy kicker. You know, what I mean, I haven't been able to display it as much in my first MMA fights because you know I was mostly boxing guys. Because you know, I was with Marat. He was a he was a good wrestler. You know, what I mean, but these next couple of fights, I'm really gonna display my full arsenal. Did you watch the uh, the Magomedov fight back, the first one? Yeah, I did. How did you feel about that fight? I feel, um, I think maybe I, I didn't admit it to myself, but I think I was slightly nervous with, you know, fighting in Vegas 
yeah. get on a big card, you know, fighting a Russian. Um, also, uh, they, Khabib was in his corner, and I saw Khabib with him, and, you know, Khabib's supposed to be, like, his brother or something like that. So, you know, I think I think I got it. I think I thought he was tougher than he was going to be, and I gave him a little bit too, too much respect. And, uh, yeah, just watching the fights, I was just – I wasn't how I usually am. You know, I was second-guessing. I wasn't throwing enough, and I didn't really – let go to the third round it was a, a little too late but at the same time the dude was just hugging me for dear life not even doing anything he wasn't even trying to submit me he wasn't even trying to ground and pound me he was literally just holding on to me hoping to never let go that was your one draw right that's what we're talking yeah. about yeah that was and then yeah, you finished him after draw. and then i bodied him yeah yeah so yeah the first two rounds were were fairly rough he just kept taking you down and, and laying yeah. on you wasn't and, doing and anything laying. Yeah. wasn't even doing nothing you know what i mean and, and that's the, why it was a hard for me to get up because like you know most guys they're trying to ground and pound you or they're going to submissions and then that's when you know you see those transactions where you're moving and you're able to scramble but he yeah. literally just wanted to hold me i felt like when you were getting up it was just pure power um no you know a lot of those those uh we we drill that you know what i mean like me and brian burr we work a lot of those uh, escapes, you know what I mean? So I, I, a lot of people think, like, you know, I'm able to get up because I'm so strong. But, I, I you know, I'm at Champions Creed, and we work those, drill those, take uh, getting up from the cage like that all the time. So it's not just power. Like, yeah, I'm a strong guy, but I, I use technique. Skills pay the bills. Not, not booster. <laughs> the third round in that fight, you really turned it on, though. Like, it, that was a 10-8 round. Exactly. And, and that's, that's one thing I like to have is my cardio. I got good cardio, so first, second, third, fourth, fifth round, I'm, I can swing just like the first round. Yeah, it seemed when that the third round went off, you just woke up. I, was... Yeah, I woke up, and I knew I was behind on points, and I knew I had to put this guy away. And I feel like if I would have had maybe 20, 20 more seconds, I would have put him away. Yeah. And then the second fight, you just there was no screwing and around. The second fight, I knew he was done. I think he knew, too. I mean, I think he knew that the gig was up, you know, the, the hugging and the cuddling yeah, well, ain't going to work this time, you know what I mean? And that was your that was your last fight to date, right? That was my last fight. And, I, you know, that was the most confident I've ever felt for a fight in my entire life. I didn't have – I wasn't even nervous the slightest bit. I was in oh. great shape. It was just – I just knew I was going to win. I just didn't know how. Yeah, so that, that, that last fight was probably the easiest fight I've ever had. Yeah, you made it look easy, actually. Yeah. I did see that fight, and that finish was ridiculous. Yeah. Left, it was a left body hook, right? Yeah, lead body hook, you know what I mean? Right uppercut, left body hook. And it's funny because, like I said, the night before, I was like, if I land a right uppercut to a left body hook, I'll put this guy away. And boom, that was one of the shots that landed. Yeah, and so he you, just folded. You visualized that finish then? Um, I visualized about... Four different scenarios. I thought that I would put him away, and that was one of them. So and when like, you vis- go ahead, sorry, keep. That's the thing. Like when when I visualize, I don't rely on one technique. I usually I, I see like four or five different ways I can end this thing, and one of them will land. You know what I mean? If if you just rely on one thing, you're gonna go for it. He's gonna see it, and you know you, you can't just rely on one thing. Usually, I have four or five different things I see myself putting. That's away, something putting that I see with. lots of young guys at the gym, right? And they're like, "I'm gonna do this." It's like, "Well, what if this happens?" Not, not this, this is what I'm gonna do, and they just practice the same thing over and over again. It's like, do some other stuff. No, like I feel like you got to be diverse. You know me. I'm like, if I'm in this situation, I'm gonna do this. If I'm in this situation, I'm gonna do this. You know what I mean? You can't just rely on one thing. It's too easy. You'll telegraph it. I mean, he'll see it coming and say it doesn't work. What now? Yeah, yeah. Did you say you're down at Champions Creed right now? Um, I'm at Mike Miles right now. You know what okay. I mean? Um, okay. Yeah. I got a private lesson coming in. He wants to learn some kickboxing. Oh, nice. And uh, and then uh, I'm gonna train myself. Nice. So when you're training yourself, is it just on the heavy bag? Uh, today I'm going to go a bit lighter. I'm going to go on the heavy bag, you know, go for a run, you know, do some head movement drills, and then uh, probably find uh, one of my partners and we'll do some jiu-jitsu, roll around a little bit. But today I'm going a little bit lighter just because of that minor injury I had. What's your time frame like? You got 15 more minutes? I, I, I'm running low on time, but uh, I got like, you know, five, five, five minutes left, you know. Five okay. fives. Five fives. Five fives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I, I was just going to talk to you about the visualization. I have a fight coming up, but it's not for seven months. 
And uh, like when I'm laying in bed, I usually don't fall asleep for half an hour, and that's where I do a lot of that. And I'm already starting to get it. And like I, like when you said the four different things, I kind of had that last night. Exactly. Yeah, man. That's a good thing that that's a good thing to have. And it'll be funny. You'll be fighting all of a sudden. Boom. You'll be like, whoa. I, you know, I've been in this situation, or I've been in. I've slipped this punch before, and I know this counter. And boom. You'll you'll end up catching somebody and. After the fight, you'll be like, wow, that, that was deja vu. Like, you know what I mean? I, I already saw that coming. So I, I highly keep visualizing, man, and keep and keep game planning and keep working on it. And uh, But at the end of the day, remember, you know, fighting's random. It, it might not play out the way you thought it will, you know what I mean? So be yeah. ready for anything. So remember at the Havoc that just happened? You were there cornering uh, Mark Kelly. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the main event was Grayson Wells versus Steve Roy. Yeah, I did watch the the main event. So I'm fighting Steve a, Roy. And uh, yeah, you know, um, it's what weight? What weight is that at? He's coming down to my weight, one eighty five. One eighty five. Yeah, you know, I I don't really know too much about him. You know I mean, I was I was watching the fight. Um, uh, it it was, it was an all right fight. Nothing like that really caught my attention, like crazily. Yeah. But uh, I'll definitely make sure. I really like the Havoc cards, man. That The card in general was good, man. Yeah. I like that card. There were some good fights. So I'll definitely come out to the next Havoc card and check it out, man. And I like how they're incorporating the kickboxing now. I yeah. really like that. That's cool, man. Keep doing that. All right. So your fight date is when, Hakeem? Uh, February 25th. That's when I'm fighting. February 25th, Cosmopolitan nice. in Vegas. So February 25th, Hakeem Dewadu versus Lance Palmer. We got the new champ on the podcast today. Thanks for coming on, Akeem. We want to get your after, me, after champ win uh, interview too, hey? Yeah, off the champs after this interview, man. Off the training, man. Off the, you know, just no, do what I usually do. No, after you win the do. title, after you beat Lance up, we want to interview you again. Yeah, man, come through, man. Anybody can get it, man. Anybody can get it, man. It's all good. <laughs> Hakeem, uh, for any of our listeners that want to keep up to date on you, how can they find you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Hakeem KO. You can follow me on my Facebook page, Hakeem, Or you can follow me on my Instagram, Hakeem. It's real basic, man. Hakeem. I'm the only one out here. There's only one Hakeem. So just type it in, it'll pop up, man. Awesome, man. Thanks again for taking the time to talk to us today, buddy, and good luck with training, and I can't wait Thanks to see you knock it, this guy I out. I appreciate it. All right, man. Peace. Thanks, Thanks out, dude. Peace. Well, that happened. Yeah, that was good. That was uh, especially good after we did it on Tuesday and everything went to hell in a handbasket. Ruined our week just about. We recorded this yeah. We recorded this podcast on Tuesday with me and Hakeem, and uh, something glitched on the computer, and we only got 20 minutes of it taped, so... We were happy to talk to Hakeem and redo it today, and it uh, went good, you know. So yeah. So what it what had happened is the computer tried to update, and it was sending all of these noises like pings and pops and all this nonsense, trying to tell me that the computer's trying to update. And I'm here clicking the mouse 150 thousand times to get everything to fuck off, <laughs> and stuff kept popping up on the screen. The Internet Explorer kept coming up, and then well, didn't they have a? Um, we had a, a a voice activation file opened up. This yeah. computer's so good from uh, uh, from our man uh, Chad from Custom Computers. Yeah, the the computer we can talk to it, make it do stuff, but now it's doing stuff, and we don't want it to do stuff. So I was playing with the voice recognition last night. Oh, that's why. No, oh, that, not, oh last, last night, night okay. I was. Yeah, because because it says that I can connect the computer to the TV. Oh. So I turned the voice recognition on, and I had YouTube on, and I said, connect to TV. And it went right into the TV and shut the screen off, and then everything was playing on the TV. Really? Which was cool, yeah. And you could talk to it, and then it would still change stuff on the TV? Or yeah, no? I could say next. Wow. Or back, and it would go... Go wherever I told it to. This is not. This is, you got a good deal here having this podcast set up in your house. The Telus guy listens to the podcast. What's up, Telus yeah, guy? Shout out to Nate the Telus guy. Nate the Telus guy gives you, you know, loves internet, the, loves internet the, on That's steroids. a funny story. Eh? So, what do you do? Oh, I have a podcast. What's it called? I, said, I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> then he felt like he was in a celebrity's house. Dude, he was like, 
asking me questions. He's like, oh, yeah, when are you fighting again? And I told him when I was fighting there, he's like, oh, I'm getting a whole fucking crew and coming out for that. What's up, Nate? We know yeah. you listen, so shout out to Nate. So what Nate had actually did for us is I decided that I was going to upgrade the internet so that Skype would work better. Apparently that fucked me the first time. But uh, so he gave us a an internet box, this nice Telus black box is sitting on my desk, and uh, it's not even on the market yet. Oh, yeah. maybe we shouldn't be talking about this stuff. Nate's gonna get in trouble. Fuck, he can get fired. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and then he's coming back uh, Friday with the uh, new PVR and all that kind of shit. So nice. Yeah, it's cool. Too bad you don't have TV, or I would send him over to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Just start getting all this stuff. Uh, what are we going to do when we move out to our new location at uh, Balanced Nutrition in Sylvan Lake? Is it going to be able to move all that stuff out there? Uh, yeah, we well, no, because we'll have to go oh, off of her internet, right? Man, we're going to so, have to figure out a few things with that. Cause... Lenita's going to have to pony up for the good internet and some free fucking food or something. I want to eat while I'm there. I'm not going to drive all the way to Sylvan Lake and be starving. No, we're already talking about that. We're going to get a, <laughs> we're going to get a Spice of Life lunch special to give our guests, so... Oh we, yeah, you don't. We talked nah, about don't, that. I get punched in the face a lot. Yeah, we talked about that. That's gonna, you know, we're gonna have to convince these guys to drive instead of uh, doing Skype because we'll it's be true. we'll be eating our fancy lunch and they'll be like, "Man, that looks good." Well, we told you you should have came down to be an in studio guest, but yeah, Skype's working good though, man. I'm glad. Like now that we got these glitches worked out and we got, you know, I like the team. Skype interview because it's not uh, it's not totally intrusive to everybody's lives. Yeah, and shit like that. So. So, as we mentioned in this podcast, I got that uh, fight on February 18th. Um, they're just working out some final details there for uh, Dukata. But uh, Mike had asked me today, he sent me a message, and their main event is uh, Rob Nichols. Yeah. And um, sorry, bear with me. I'm going to uh, find the other guy's name. I kind of already want to start talking trash about the other guy. But Dave Whittem? Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, he's from Quebec, and he and he ah, and, and he he did a video, I guess, insulting Rob Nichols and praising the East, etc. We can find it on Dakota's homepage, so we're gonna have to go look that up. But but he said, well, maybe we want to get these two guys on the show for a podcast and let them let them talk trash on the podcast to each other. And I said, yeah, that sounds good. But I like Rob. He's a he's Alberta boy, hits hard, and. Uh, Screw the guy out in Quebec. Yeah, fuck that guy. French idiot. But you can come on the podcast and, and back up. I want to hear some trash talk. What's his name? David Whittem. Whittem. David, whatever your shitty last name is, I'm just going to tell you straight up, you can come on the podcast whenever you want, but you're coming into hostile territory, my man, and it's not like I'm not going to cut you up. Yeah, you're, you're fighting. You're fighting I'll make you cry. Right here. Ooh. I'll verbally make you cry. Yeah, how big are those guys? So I, I can't even remember what. what oh, oh, Luke Spicer knocks over the, the microphone. I Idiot! Punched, I punched that guy out. Yeah, I, I forget how heavy Rob is. Well, he's supposed to fight Roy Jones Jr. So how heavy was that? One eighty-five, something yeah. like that. Ooh, yeah. Well, we're the same weight. I'll kick that French guy in the head then. Hey. No, it's probably not in his sport, but nah. I don't care. <laughs> nah. So yeah, so we're gonna do that one. We're gonna get that one set up here, and um, that'll be good for you know another month or so right before the fight. Yeah, or even or even earlier. Well, when's when's the fight? February what? February eighteenth. So maybe we get those two guys on January sometime. Yeah, we do have Sarah Kaufman coming up. That'll be fun in January. We have Alexi Argirio coming up in January. We got Ryan James coming up in January. We've got Robin Black coming back before the end of the year, and we're going to bring in another special guest for that podcast. A three-way Skype call with the Spice of Life guys, Robin Black and Adam Zujek. Ooh. Adam's funny, man. That, yeah. was, that was still funny. The first time I <laughs> met him up in Fort McMurray when we fought there, and, and he gets on, and it was hilarious because I saw him at the airport, and he's walking around with uh, – um, Tyler Dolby, yeah. right? And he's got the he's got the UFC uh, uh, Reebok track track pants, just yeah. just the pants. I don't think he had the jacket on. And so I was like, you know, I could tell he was like he had to have been been a coach or a fighter or something, right? But I figured probably a coach because they're not going to be bringing in a UFC fighter for Fort McMurray, yeah. right? So, um, and he was talking to Tyler, and I figured, okay, like that that young guy's probably fighting, right? But but they were looking around. I could tell they were looking for. 
for their ride. Right? Oh, yeah. And so I and I already knew I was texting the ride guy and I knew he was coming. And he had said he had to pick up two guys, two other guys. So I knew right away these are the guys. So I was like, hey, you guys look a little confused and lost. Um, do you need a ride somewhere? And, and Adam was like looking at me like, who are you? I was like, do you need a ride or not? And I said, looks like you're here to fight. He goes, what made you think that? I was like, well, you are wearing UFC track pants. So either you're some huge poser or you actually know what you're doing. He starts laughing. We get in the car and we start talking. And then and then uh, he's like, yeah, my name's Tyler Dolby. And you had already told me that, that your boy was there. I was like, oh, get the heck out of here. I said, Tanner told me you're fighting. He goes, you know Tanner? And then Adam's like, you know Tanner? I was like, yeah. He goes, he's a, oh, what did he say? Like, he's a, he's a real... Um, I said, he's a great guy. And he goes, oh, we must be talking about somebody different. <laughs> I started laughing. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, he's a real asshole. I go, oh, no, we're talking about the same guy. <laughs> so it was great. Yeah. I just talked guys. to Adam yesterday. Yeah. No, so that will be good. Can't wait to get him on. He's a funny guy. I actually bitched at him because Adam's like a second father to me. I, I look up to him a lot. But uh, I've asked him two times to come on the podcast. And every time, he never said yes or no. He just changed the subject. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, I messaged him. I said, hey, Adam, how's it going? He's like, oh, great. Just going to pick up, uh, pick Sarah up for from the airport. I said, okay. Well, I was just, I was I was trying to get a hold of you to get you to come on the podcast today because we had a guest pushback. And I was like, every time I ask you to come on the podcast, you always change the subject. So I figured if I put you on the spot that you'd either have to say yes or no. And uh, he's like, well, I don't remember you asking me to come on the podcast. Of course I'll come on the podcast. I was like, you're fucking retarded. (laughs) And then he called me retarded and said I had brain damage. Whatever. I wondered about that sometimes. Brain damage? Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. Well, no, I know it's a real thing. I I just wonder if you have it sometimes. Probably. Yeah. I did spend five years going rounds with Ryan James every day. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big boy. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. So we do have some big guests coming up. Alexi is the, probably the top 155 pound prospect in Canada. Sarah Kaufman is obviously a legend in MMA. She's a pioneer Mm -hmm. in women's MMA. Yeah. I, I have a feeling she'll be making a comeback maybe at 135 or opening that division in the UFC at 125. Nice, nice. Good. So, yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of <coughs> exciting things coming up in the next little while. What do you have to offer coming up in the next little while? Excuse you just, me? You're just showing up and talking? Yeah. That's the, <laughs> oh, oh now, now it's all you now. Yeah, yeah. We, we just finished a good one today. Yeah. Thanks. Continue. Yeah, we're, we're going to start adding up names now. No. All right. It's on now. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, can my girlfriend come on the podcast? <laughs> or you just start running back everybody else that you brought on? No. We'll have part three with Kevin Ramirez and the sugar addict. Oh, I thought you going to say put when he said, I was like, Parker, I got a race car driver. We got to get him on here. Though, we'll actually. have to have Parker Thompson on here. Mm-hmm. He's got can. more than just a race car that he can talk about, though. He's, yeah. He's got some cool stuff 18, going on. What is he, 18, 19 years old? He's a smart kid. Is that all he is? Yeah. When I met him, I because I went up, I was like, who the fuck is this Parker guy? I was supposed to go talk to him. Oh, so, the fights. Yeah. yeah. And you took me up to the front to meet him, and this little kid came at me. I was like, get the fuck out of here. He looks like he's 12. Dude, I I know we talked about this the other day, but not on, on the air, but I went to Browns after the fight. I swear to God, I thought this guy was Parker, and I snuck up behind him, and I, I started rubbing his ears, and it wasn't him. It yeah. was hilarious. Six, <laughs> six-year-old kid, everybody. No, he wasn't. He was a full-grown adult. His buddy's looking at me like I'm retarded, and I, I look at him, I was like, oh, you're not the guy I thought you were. <laughs> he starts laughing. That happens. I look kind of mean, though, so maybe he didn't, he didn't say nothing. Just so all you guys do know, our website is up now. It's www.tsolpodcast.com. Uh, we've got a weekly blog going up there, which I haven't received that yet, Luke. Oh, so you're um, the guy that you're the guy that doesn't spell properly, so I have to now get it. And then you oh no, I'm the guy that does editing. all the editing oh, and the posting, gotcha. and you can do it all if you want. Well, I don't even know how to do any of this digital stuff. You don't know how to turn on a fucking computer. Nope. So, yeah, we've got links to all the podcasts on there for Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, Google Play. Um, if you have a smartphone, obviously, it's just going to come up in your podcast app. 
So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be awesome. I, I, I heard there's a rumor that uh, the two of us are writing a book. There is a rumor, and that's happening. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be on there soon, too. Um, We're going to write ready. a series of ebooks. Yeah. <clears throat> All about different stuff. Yeah. Awesome stuff. One, the first one will be about uh, video game rape. <laughs> I got nothing. No. <laughs> yeah, Gary, it'll be for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm writing that specifically for Stephanie and Gary, mm-hmm. our, two, our coaches at Arashido, because they're huge video gamers. Getting the thing, coach is like like giving up on me or something. I sent him a message the other day saying that I got this fight coming up and never even responded to me. Oh, everybody knew about it. He never, he never even said that's great or no, sounds good. He don't, no, he's a busy guy. Whatever. I talked to. Oh, Gary's sick too, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry, coach. Um, you're sick. Yeah, so I showed up on Tuesday, and then Steph was talking to me about it. So obvious. I don't know if you texted Steph or not, but. I don't know if I did text Steph. Probably not. What a jerk. Sorry, Steph. Totally wanted to wrap my hands again. We've got some guys that are in now that are bigger, too. Chris Chapman's back. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you said guys that are bigger. The guy's a 145er, 155er, and he's walking around heavier than me. He's <laughs> 201 pounds. <laughs> I was lighter than him at the fights. 201 oh, pounds man, and he fights he at 55s. I almost said that during the thing today when we were talking to Hakeem about his diet. And he says, Who? Hakeem. Thank you. About the diet. And, yeah. uh, and well, no, I, I was like, oh, so you don't balloon in weight like Ryan Mahan. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I said it anyway now. I love that guy. Who? Ryan? Ryan? Yeah, he's great. He doesn't, he doesn't he's, care. He's a nice him. guy, man. He yep. doesn't, he's got a good sense of humor. And totally. He knows that it's all jokes. Oh, yeah. 100%. You the guy, fuck. Because the guy can get down and wait like nobody's business. He's like... I don't he, know how he does it. He's a machine, man. He's very... He just... He's methodical, man. He just does it. But he... I already eats like a piece of lettuce and a chicken breast and that's it. Yeah, like... Ryan has an eating disorder. So when you put a pizza in front of him, it's not three slices of pizza. It's the whole fucking thing. Well, me and him have the same disorder. Or a bag of chips. It's not just like a couple of handfuls of chips. It's 9,000 calories of potato chips going down his hatch. I ate two whole pizzas this week. A four liter tub of ice cream. Some ice cream bars. A bag of popcorn. I didn't hear about these ice cream bars. <laughs> yeah. Like Neapolitan ice know, cream like- bars? Or are we talking... Double chocolate, peanut butter, Oh, you're a fucking fat piece of oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> I'm done though now. So That's why like, you were 260 when you weren't training. I was 260 when I was in training because I ate like that and I was an alcoholic. Yeah. There's a lot of calories in beer. Jay oh, yeah. pointed that out for me, actually, McDonald, because he's like, you know, Luke, if you stop drinking beer, you'd be okay. I was like, I, I like to have some drinks. He's like, drink vodka. So I switched from beer to vodka and I started losing weight. That made good. everything better, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then something about drinking vodka water seemed like I would do that. Like, well, I'm doing it because I'm being healthier, so I wouldn't drink as much either, which also helped because then I wasn't a bumbling, drunken idiot. Yeah. So now I'm just now I'm just now you're just an idiot. Now I'm just an idiot. Yeah. yeah. My brain's been put through a lot of trauma in the years. And you're a giant spouse. <laughs> Tanner's mad at everybody because he was lipping me off the other day. And I, got I did not lip anybody off. I yelled at him in his own house. <laughs> so this fucking moron comes in my house. He's all pissed off because he's got a nail in his tire and his furnace broke and his well broke and his grinder broke. And <laughs> That's a every, day. Everything broke. I get it. It's a <laughs> shitty day. So the podcast with Akeem fucked up and we were going to do it yesterday again at 4.15. But Luke's kids have a schedule. <laughs> I had to go. Oh my god! If the schedule goes off, Luke's a fucking nutcase. (laughs) It's just not gonna work. (laughs) It's not gonna work. I told you no nicely, and you wouldn't leave it alone. So I had to say it's not gonna work, but it didn't come out quite. (laughs) So I told my wife this, and she's like, "Oh, she's got my back." She's like, "Let me guess, you just made fun of him and made it worse." I was like, "One hundred percent." You didn't make it worse, so I laughed after that because it was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, but. I will never let it live down. That's okay. There's a couple other things that I won't mention on the podcast that you'll never ever live down. Yeah, that's all right though. You make me laugh, man. You 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 give me uh, you you pick my mood up, so I'm good. Yeah. Well, a lot of the shit that comes out of my mouth is always meant to be a joke, mm-hmm. but I'm joking so often. Like, if I can't have fun, then what's the point? Yeah, there is no point. There's no point. 
So again, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this podcast with Hakeem, Mean Hakeem Dawood. Did I say that right? Dawood. How do I say his last Dewadu. name? Dawadu. Dawadu. Oh, Hakeem, man. you are more than you invited to come me. beat the shit out yeah, of this guy. Well, he will again anyway. I'm going to totally go down to Calgary, but I don't know if he'll... He probably won't want to train with me if I'm beating up his homeboy, Mark McKinnon, on February 18th. I don't think he cares. Yeah. He's a cool guy, man. Yeah, he just likes to train. Super nice guy. Um, I will say for a 25-year-old young man, he's very well-spoken. Yeah. Very respectful. And for the unknown reason that people aren't calling this guy to try to get interviews with him shocks me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably the next big thing at 145 pounds. Lance Palmer, you're in a world of trouble, sir. Yep. You better call in with herpes or something that day because he's going to mess your face up. Don't give anybody an excuse to call in. Then he calls in sick, then, then he's going to wait. Not getting, yeah, don't call in sick. Yeah. Just show up, sign the dotted line. Get beat up. Get beat up and go then home. Go home sick. You can retire with Uriah because he's fighting this weekend too in his retirement match. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I'm sick of hearing about that guy anyway. Uriah? Yeah. You remember the movie Willow? Yeah. Uriah. <laughs> you don't remember that? I do remember the movie, but I don't know. Oh, the, the little midget. Yeah, yeah. His name is Uriah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uriah. Is it him? No. 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 Well, he's just a, he looks like fucking Quagmire from Family Guy with that massive chin. You can dump a whole glass of water in that thing and drink it out. It's terrible. (laughs) I can't even some days. All right, guys, you want to hit us up? www.tsolpodcast.com. TSOL Podcast on Twitter. uh, At the Spice of Life Podcast on Facebook. um, The Spice of Life Podcast at gmail.com. Send us your email, send us your questions, send us your guests. Who do you want on here? We'll get them on here. we got some... Yeah, we want to hear from the fans. Who do you guys want to hear talk? Yeah. I'm after Chael Sonnen right now. I already called him out. Did you? Yeah. I'm calling out Chael Sonnen to come on the show before he fights Pumpkinhead Tito Ortiz. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I've sent him four messages, no reply. <laughs> and I, I'm not anybody famous, so I didn't expect him to reply, but... Now I'm expecting him to reply. Yeah, because now you're famous. Now I'm calling him out. There you go. So thanks to Akeem for coming on the podcast twice. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.